let's welcome everyone out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Welcome. We are here, coming at you, not live, but from a few days ago. (laughs) (laughs) So if the world has ended and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, as always, we have Jake in the studio. Jake, what's up? Howdy. Fitz. Hey, hey. And, of course, everyone's most lovable screw-up, it's me. Hi, Jeremy. 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 So, we've got a pretty good episode coming to you today, and we're excited. I'm excited. So, welcome, everyone. My balls are tingling. Maybe testicular cancer. We don't know yet. Test results pending. Jeremy, will you test? I will absolutely test. You got to test it with your mouth, though. It's the most accurate testing method I've heard. My mouth's not that big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And already, we can't use any of this. Yes, we can. (laughs) It's not my my fault. That's Fitz. That's Fitz. <sighs> Sorry. I okay. <clears throat> so, episode 11. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are super excited. Honestly, we've gotten really good feedback from our previous episodes, and um, that really gives us kind of some creative ideas, and that really gives us hope for the future of this podcast. This is something we love bringing to you guys, and we love that you guys are into it. Uh, you can find us on our website, domesticatedsavages.com. Our social medias, find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, anywhere that you can have your phone connected to, we're there. So if you have questions, concerns, comments, ideas, please feel free to hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. But again, like I said, this is episode 11 and we are, we're fucking ready to go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, Jeremy. Double digits, baby. Double digits. Uno, uno. The way we want to start this episode off is we want to bring to you a story out of Ohio. There was a mayor and he was talking to some of his city council members about some of the issues they had in, in Ohio. Uh, had this, to was, do, this was like an open forum. Yeah, yeah it looks an like open forum, civilians, and civilians, and city okay. council, everything's going on. And he's kind of answering some questions. Some people were uh, worried about uh, fishing licenses on what was it? The river. Yeah. A river in Ohio. Yes. He was kind of concerned because in most states uh, you, you hunt, you fish, you have to apply for a license. Right. And so, you know, that's a that's money that goes into some sort of wildlife fund, conservation fund that helps pay money to the fishing fund. You get a fishing license. They can pay for whatever is going to help be able, you know, so you can be able to fish next year. Just conservation efforts. Conservation efforts. Restocking the Restocking fish. Restocking the fish. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this mayor in Ohio, he's talking about, um, he has some concerns about granting, um, you know, people are applying for their fishing license, but also some other things. So he has a few concerns. So this is a clip you can find it on YouTube from this city council meeting with the mayor. Let's just say it got heavy real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's about a minute and six seconds long, so here we go. It is the firing EMS folks and perhaps the police department that all have to engage on a moment's notice should there be an incident. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty? on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. And now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Just data points to consider. <laughs> how, how, data points, bro. How do you make that? How, does that, how does that connect? So, How does that connect? For those of you who want to look at the video, if you just type in Ohio Mayor... City Council prostitution. It's going to pull up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. And hold on. And so that that was just the audio. If you want to look at the video, the mayor sitting there, I think it's his name is Mayor Schubert, something like that. Something. Hubert. 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 Schubert, what? I don't know. 
But next to him, I don't know if it's a city council member, whomever it is, as the mayor's talking, he's just kind of doing his normal, like nodding along. Like, yeah, you know, ice fishing, ice shanties. The minute he mentions prostitution, that guy's like, what the shit are you talking about? We went from ice fishing. Absolutely. We went from ice fishing to prostitution. At the drop of a hat. At the drop of a hat in one step. And and you can see on his face, he's like, where's your logic? What the hell are you thinking? How do you go from ice fishing, ice shanty, horse? (laughs) You want to catch some salmon? You want to catch, you know, you want to build a cabin to catch some salmon? You're banging a whore. How dare you? I can see the the correlation. Okay, explain. Fish sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) No no fish sandwich? You got that fish sandwich. It's not a fish sandwich. It's a fish sandwich. Yeah, fish sandwich. A Sammy. I want a fish Sammy. So I think that uh, it's pretty funny to see how he goes zero to 60 in a blink of an eye, right? In a blink of an eye. It's funny. I don't understand what correlation he was trying to run there, but uh, apparently that guy got, I mean, he was, he was, no, 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 that guy, what was that? He was the mayor, right? He was the mayor of this Hudson, Hudson city mayor in, in so, Ohio. In he's, Ohio. The he's the mayor of Ohio. He says this, it was like February, February 10th, 10th, I believe. Right? Um, he got ridiculed and destroyed, demolished online Endless. so hard that they decide, well, he decided to resign. Right, because of one, yeah, absolutely. He one statement in four days. In four days. In four days. So much public resigned. ridicule. He resigned. He resigned because of what he had said, and he tried to justify what he had said, saying it was taken out of context. Dry, was, his yeah. attempt at dry humor didn't go over well. It's like that's not dry. That's not dry humor. Bro, that's not dry humor. You're when you do dry humor and you see it doesn't land because nobody laughs, you say, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just joking. I'm just yeah. It's just a freaking joke. He was he no, was one hundred percent serious. He never said boo. He was one hundred percent serious. Which is hilarious to see this guy. And granted, it sucks to see somebody who you know loses their job. And granted, he, he gave it up himself. But well, I mean, it's, it's freaking hilarious. To take a look, at, he's, he's trying to talk about some morals and values. And I think... He, <laughs> the wrong avenue, homie. Absolutely, the wrong avenue. You know what? Time and a place. I, I don't know, like, what... Well, the time is now when the place is in the shanty. <laughs> what? <laughs> What, Fitz, what did you say it was? I'm Hudson, sorry. Hudson City, Ohio. So, Hudson I City. Bought, so I bought a shanty and I got in trouble with my wife because all these whores started coming over to my house. I had to like get rid of the shanty because all these prostitutes were coming and knocking on the door. Ice fish out here. You got to put it on a lake. It's like, is it it's, a like a, it's like a beacon. Is it like a sixth yeah, sense a beacon, beacon for that prostitutes? That the whores have? It's a prostitute beacon. A new one beacon. pops up and it's just like, like, oh my gosh. A shanty. A shanty has been built. Brooke, did you, do you feel that? Is your is your shanty radar going off? I think I mean uh, he had good intentions. He was trying to protect what you say Hudson Valley, Hudson City, Hudson City. He's trying to protect the citizens, but from if, what? But I, I mean, but if if is prostitution prostitutes issue, obviously if 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 it, is it an is issue it that big of a problem? Yeah. If the residents start clowning this dude so bad that he resigns, well, I think it wasn't it went, just it went national. It was national. It went national, bro. It was. It, national. it was not just the resident. It was national. It was national news. And so if it's not a if it's not a problem beforehand, I don't think ice fishers. And they're, you know, they're, they've got their deer stalker hats on and their fucking Carhartt boots and their fucking natty lights. I don't think the hookers are like, that's the dude. I don't, you know, he's obviously he's got money. If he's got a shanty, not even a cabin, not, if he's got a shanty, he got a little bit of money. Let me go over there. I got a dollar. Make you holla. Let's dollar, get it done. Dollar. I mean, I get it. The guy, you know, it's funny though. And I, I know we're kind of clowning on this guy, but if you think about it, um, it would, it kind of does make a little bit of sense. Because if you think about, like, truck stops, for example. Lot lizards. Yeah, the lot lizards at the truck stops. So I've never heard that term until maybe about a year into into being on the street. 
like a year after I started FTO, I never heard that term until. So about a year into your then. career. So you're off FTO. Yeah, off FTO about a year. So like two years into my career, I didn't hear the term lot lizard until. Then. I heard that when I was 13. I don't know how I should comment about your childhood. It was awesome. <laughs> so you heard about lot there, lizards, or there, you were introduced? There were, there were a lot of lot there were a lot of reptiles in his childhood. <laughs> I played the fifth year honor. Jeremy Joss ain't here. Jeremy had a shanty. So I I grew up in a very blue collar area, and part of the blue collar area was we had truckers, and uh, through you know family businesses and whatnot. Um, I, I, I learned that term, and not in the way you're all thinking. You get damn perverts. Not well, that's what I was asking if you heard the term, if you experienced it. I I heard that term, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, and and obviously, as a Jeremy's 13, running around the the parking lot on all fours looking for a lizard. Absolutely, <laughs> as a thirteen year old, it's it's the imagery. It's like lot lizards. I'm like, are there a goddamn? Is there lizards running around this place? And then it was explained to me what it meant. But I knew that at thirteen, what they were. <laughs> and so you, like Jake is saying, you know, when you when you have places where. Some of the blue collar folk, our folk, my folk. And when you're, for those of who, you know, if you're listening, listen, I grew up in a goddamn trailer. I am trailer trash. So I can speak to this issue directly. I grew up in a damn trailer. Anecdotally. Directly. Yeah. With anecdotes. With anecdotes. So I know what I'm talking about. And so you've got a guy who's concerned about his community, but he went about it the 100% most wrong way to do it. Yeah. I think you'd change his wording if he had a, a do-over. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If, if he could rewind, if he could hop in his DeLorean and go back, he wouldn't be like, you know, ice fishing, shandies, whores. He'd probably say, like, ladies of the night. Or he would probably be like, <laughs> the lot lizards are going to become shit. Oh, what's, what's, a, what's a reptile that starts with an S? Salamanders. They're going to be shanty salamanders. Shanty salamanders. <laughs> so... <laughs> We got to get rid of these goddamn salamanders running around. <laughs> Where the hell is animal control? Where's pest control? <laughs> salamanders. Shanty salamanders. I like it. Animal control, useless. Do you know how many... So most people... You this can go... the other night. You can go... call the other night. I, I wasn't there, but... They had I, a wild or a dog that was uh, in an apartment complex, big apartment complex. The dog was loose, a big German shepherd, and it was kind of being aggressive towards the residents there. So they sent the cops, right? So we got to go out there and handle this. So the cops get on there like, hey, is animal control and out? Animal control won't respond no. until you have it cornered. Yeah. Until, <laughs> like, until okay. basically you have it chewing on a bone and, and calm down. And so yeah. there's been multiple times. And so, you know, you can go to like Pet Pet Smart. They're not a sponsor. All these no. different oh, pet they're, places. Oh, they're not a sponsor. No. no, they're not. Literally everybody else is, but not PetSmart. Not PetSmart. Here's why. Because you can go to PetSmart and buy a python or a boa, and you can take it home as this little snake. But then what happens is people are like, eh, fuck it out. I'm kind of tired of feeding this bitch. It's too feeding big. Too big. I've, in the last probably two years, I've probably been on four calls of boas or pythons just loose in somebody, you know, in an apartment complex. I have to go grab these bitches and like take them. And then I call animal control. I'm like, well, it's just a rat snake. I'm like, no. Just release into the wild. I'm like, this wait, is, wait, this why, is a goddamn why is four that, foot. Why is that PetSmart's problem? Because they're the ones selling it. I'm not saying it's PetSmart's fault. I'm saying That's it's- That's what you said. You said it was PetSmart's fault. I'm saying it's my fault because then I have to go there to whatever area, like it's it's been other people's apartments I have to go into. And they're like, hey, sorry to call you, but we've got a four foot snake that has, <laughs> has crawled out of the drain. Uh, can you help me? And I'm like, sure. And then I grab it and then I put it in a, in a fucking cheese bucket from, from Cheesy Puffs. 
A cheesy the last puff one puff. I had was literally it was a Hispanic family and they had an empty like Costco version of cheesy puffs with the bucket. purple lid on it. Yeah. I washed it out and I grabbed the snake and put it in there and I called animal control and they're like, just release it into the wild. It's a gopher snake. I'm like, no, this bitch is four feet long. It's trying to munch in my arm. I'm like, okay, we'll be out in like six hours. So what'd you do? Drive around with it in your car? For a while I did. And then, and then at the end of my shift, I sat in the lineup room and I'm like, okay, tell animal control, you know, I'm sitting here, let them come get it. And they're like, yeah, they'll be there in a couple more hours. You know, and On so graveyard, yeah. Salamanderville is just about the whores. <laughs> that was a fucking tangent and a half. That's a good it. tangent. I like it. I like it. It was good. Um, yeah, interesting to see how he took that to the to the nth degree. Interesting. Um, hey, do you get that uh, story? We got another story for you. Out LA. Of LA. Yeah, LA. LA. This has to do with uh, police officers and maybe TSA not doing their jobs the way they probably should uh a lot to be desired on this one you know uh i like to i like to side with cops obviously i think that cops do a phenomenal job across the nation they have a, the hardest job i think in the nation and i'm probably being biased on that but i don't give a shit i'd like to see you know somebody make split second decisions like cops do it's pretty insane so granted i try to give them some leeway but also there are some people who mess up obviously so. yeah Right here, we're going to tell you a story. And we have Fitzy tell us the story of what occurred on this day in LA and kind of uh, just the improprieties this, uh, these officers yeah. in this police department showed. All right. So a young lady gets gets held up at the Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles International Airport. Uh, TSA pulls her aside and she's held for about two hours in the, in the airport security holding area. Nobody tells her why she's being detained or anything like that. She misses her flight. Finally, TSA lets her know that she has an arrest warrant out of Texas, and she starts to flip out. She's trying to explain to them that she's never been to Texas. It's got to be a misunderstanding. She's asking them if she'll if they'll run her information again, um, which TSA, of course, doesn't. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. They probably patted her down a couple times, though. Probably. If you, she was, she's cute. Her picture, Probably, yeah. probably gooched her. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's check up in there. Is your ID up in here? <laughs> what you hiding, baby? And so after two hours, they finally tell her about this, this uh, warrant, and she's explained to them. Never been to Texas. The only way that I would have a warrant out of Texas is if my identity has been stolen. Somebody's using my name and information in Texas. That's the only way that it happens because I've never been there. Well, LAPD shows up and doing fantastic police work. Um, they don't confirm her identity. They take TSA at their word. They put her in handcuffs. They put her in the back seat. And they take her to a women's jail facility. She stays in there for about 10 days. And whatever city it was in Texas that has the warrant calls the jail and lets them know like, Hey, this female that you guys have for this arrest warrant is not the same lady that we're looking for. This is the wrong person that you have in jail. Description doesn't match. Like physical features don't match. The, the middle name is wrong. The date of birth is wrong. Social security wrong. Their, their picture is nothing like this. This lady that's in jail. This lady's in jail is like a white chick and the black chick was the one with the freaking warrant. <laughs> well, no, she's, she's a 26, she's Damn. a 26 year old white blonde haired lady. Or vice versa, whatever. And yeah. the, the lady with the warrant that they're actually, that Texas is actually looking for is an older lady with dark hair. Like they don't look anything alike. So we've got a young chick and an old chick situation. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they hold her for three more days. Meth so is one Hold drug. on, hold on. At 10 days. Texas calls and says, "Yes, it's fucked wrong up. It's chick. wrong. Yeah, wrong. Yes." And they're like, "Hmm, one thing in our minds, man. Three more days. Three more days." Yeah, LAPD's like, "Hold on, processing, processing, processing." <laughs> Three days later, they're probably they're probably using iPhone. They're using Apple technology. <laughs> Did they call Gavin? Bang your wife, Newsom. Like, Gavin, what do you think? And he's like, "Let me bang her first. We'll figure it out." Uh, so, 
So the uh, so they finally release her. So she spends a total of thirteen days in uh, in Linwood Women's Jail, is what it's called. Um, let's see. Yeah. So the lawsuit says that the authority. I hope she sues the shit. Oh, out she of does. That. She does. She did. So the the agencies that are listed, or the 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 lawsuit names as defendants, the Los Angeles Police Department, the Los Angeles Airport Police, and the City of Los Angeles. So she's going after everybody. Not TSA. I don't know why TSA is not listed. That's oh, that Fed drum monies, baby. Thank yeah. God. They, That's dude, the, I, I don't know why the TSA is oh, not on there. So it's saying that suing them. she's alleging her civil rights were violated. She was imprisoned falsely, and the defendants were negligent and intentionally caused her emotional distress. Yes. According to the lawsuit. I have to agree with her. Yes. Yeah. So I it agree says, 100%. That's it says in the suit, while at the airport and detained by a TSA, LA police arrested uh, Farber without confirming her identity, checking her driver's license. Like they didn't do, they didn't do anything, shit, bro. Nothing. So again, these cops show up, they take TSA at their words, which I mean, it's TSA. Yeah. And they just the hook hell? her, put the handcuffs on her and, and take her off to this woman's jail. So, 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 Hey, I want you, I want you to tell your story about you and Steve where you had that dude who was oh, using yeah. his brother. I wish Steve was here for this one. Cause Steve, Steve was the initial on it. So we, we stop a guy, you snooze, um, you lose Steve, Steve, sorry. You snooze, yeah, Steve. You lose, bro. Um, so we, we stop a guy and uh, well, Steve stops a guy and I pull up to, to back him on it. And Steve's running the guy's information, runs the DL, and there's a warrant that pops up. Full extradition, I think it was out of, uh, I can't remember. Can I say this real quick? Yeah. I know that a lot of people know who Steve is. But Steve is basically Fitz's work wife. We've talked yeah, about we've work talked wives. About this before, we've yeah. talked about work wives on other podcasts. Yeah. I know that people listen to the podcast out of sync. Like they don't go like one to 10 or 11. Yeah. That's fine. Pick up at seven. I don't care, brother. Yeah. So I just want people to make sure they understand. Steve is Fitz's work wife. Yeah, most and people are connected on a, the They're on a separation right now. It's okay. Yeah. We're working uh, Fitz through some counseling. Yeah. We've got him a shanty. So <laughs> we're uh, trying to make Call sure that he's taken care of. <laughs> Fitz's shanty. Complimentary <laughs> shanty. So anyways, him and Steve, uh, they worked a lot together. So yeah, yeah so, he's on this call with Steve, right? So, so I pull up. Steve's doing all the all the work as a, as a good initial should. And finds out that this dude's got an arrest warrant. Uh, I, and I believe it was a felony or higher. So we, Steve hooks the guy, puts him in the back seat, and he's super cooperative. Hold on, did you say a felony or higher? Did you I say, did a, say felony a felony or, or higher? higher? Yeah, like a felony or like, like a, a capital. Yeah, it was, it was a capital. It was a capital warrant. Okay, he was wanted for eighteen homicides. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't judge me. A board of pardons warrant. You keep your judgy tone out of here. Bop, baby. Anyways, direct, so the order, dude is, direct order from the president: execute on sight. <laughs> Water dude dead is, or alive. Dude is super, super respectful, super cooperative, and a little bit irritated, understandably so, at the end of this. And he's telling the guy, or he's telling Steve that it's not him. You know, this is not me. I don't have a warrant. Yada, yada, yada. The information that you have is wrong. And How so, many times have you heard that? A, a lot. We hear that a lot. Frequently. Yeah, all the time. And so Steve does his due diligence, and Steve's doing some research on it. And, and we probably spend up to that, up to the time that we started questioning ourselves was probably about 30 minutes into it yeah. steve's pulling up ncic he's pulling up our uh, our internal records he's pulling NCIC's up the photos. database yeah yeah so he's pulling up everything and he and he finds out that the guy does actually have a brother mm -hmm. and they are om they almost look identical yeah. identical they're within a year of each yeah. other yeah i think their their birthdays were like 10 or 11 months apart something like what that. do they call those when you have like sibling that's born in the same year as you evil twins no it's something twin but that's fine, whatever. Delayed twin? No, I can't remember what it's called. There's Super like, duper twin? Yeah, there's a name for it. Felonious twin? Felonious capital? Twin? More than more than felony? More twin? than felonious twins? I hate both of you. <laughs> anyway, so we so at this point we kind of start questioning, like, okay, this they look alike, they have similar descriptions, and so Steve's doing more research and digging into it. Um, finds out that the 
uh, the guy that we have or the the warrant has uh, some interaction with uh, with another agency, and so Steve's able to get a hold of the officer. Irish twins. Irish. Irish twins. That's what they're called. Sorry. So so these Irish twins. Steve gets down to it and he starts talking to the officer that has the other case with it, and it comes come to find out that the brother, the evil brother, uses this poor victim brother his identity all the time because they're so close in age. Yeah. And so we start pouring through our records, our interactions with the guy that we had arrested. And I think probably two thirds of our interactions was the actual other brother. Oh shit. <laughs> so we had, we had, we'd seen maybe eight or nine reports that were written in this guy's name that actually was the other brother. So anyway, so the officer that Steve's talking to, I think we get down to it was scars and tattoos. Yeah. So we're looking at the dude and, and the, the officer's telling us, you know, he has this scar, he has this tattoo in this location based off of his report and his documentation. Yeah. And we don't find any of that stuff on the guy. And so we, we cut him loose and kick him out of there and, you know, with our most humblest apologies. And I think the sergeant came out when we let him know, like, hey, we, we just arrested the wrong dude and yada, yada. But well, yeah, we, arrested, we spent a total. Like put him in cuffs and detained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we probably spent... And Steve would know more. We probably spend anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes yeah. just trying to confirm this dude's identity. And understandable. I think the guy probably should should understand. It's like, dude, you know, it sucks. We're just doing our job, but your brother's the piece of shit, like, making us do Oh, yeah. It. He was very, he was very understa- uh, yeah. understanding. He, yeah. like, he was very cooperative. And like I said, the only thing that I would say that I could remember is the dude was just annoyed. Yeah. And it's understandable, right? You get hemmed up all the time. I'd be freaking annoyed, Especially too. now you're going to go to jail on a possible yeah. felony or higher warrant. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, I mean, all it takes is, and it sounds like if they had just ran this lady's driver's license, Dude, yeah. it would have flagged, because, and it, it goes through in the lawsuit, like, she was, she, uh, um, she witnessed people, uh, or other women, you know, like, throwing feces at each other, fighting with guards and stuff like that, and so she's exposed to all this stuff, so that's part of the lawsuit, what she's suing for. Yeah, mental damage. Yeah, you know? she's going to get millions. That's oh, yeah. typical jail behavior, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, but sure, but somebody that didn't it's break like any zoo. laws shouldn't yeah, have for to sure. be exposed she probably, to that. She yeah. probably never did anything to deserve yeah, right. going to jail, obviously. And she gets strip searched to go in, so she has to deal with all uh, that stuff. Yeah, so, that's yeah, emotional it's... damage. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. I'm just, it's like, look. They're sitting across from her like, look, you goddamn geriatric bitch. And she's like, I'm 20. Like, fuck you are. You're going to jail. We're, we're there to uphold rights. That's what our main yep. goal as police officers is, is to make sure that we uphold people's rights. When I became a police officer, I swore an oath to protect the Constitution from enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. That includes make sure that I'm not violating people's rights. Make sure nobody else violates their rights. Uh, if you look at any type of any type of crime that we're arresting people for, it's because that crime that they're committing is violating somebody else's rights. That's what it comes down to, right? That's what a crime is. Right. Somebody infringing upon somebody else's rights. We have to make sure that we are uh, acting in that stead to make sure that we're protecting people's rights, which yeah. leads us into the next segment. I believe it was good old Abe Lincoln. Um, Abe the Babe, I call him. Abe the Babe. <laughs> but I think he said, with great responsibility... Comes great response to Trillatrins. That was Coolidge. That was President Calvin Coolidge. Oh, Calvin no, said that. no, with great power comes great, great response to Trillatrins. That's. <laughs> he had to fireboard those mother jammers. <laughs> yeah, it might have been Abe. It might have been Key. I don't know. I don't know. Guys. With regards to people's rights, as an officer, we have sworn an oath to uphold certain rights, certain responsibilities that I take very seriously as a police officer. There are certain things that I will not do. And I can see the contrast between that mindset and between what's going on up north. On this portion of the episode, I want to talk about what's going on in uh, Canada with regards to the uh, Freedom Convoy that's gone on into Ottawa. 
Um, Jeremy, actually, you had a good overview. I know that you guys are probably well aware of what's going on in Canada, right. but in case you're living under a rock or don't pay attention to current events, we're going to kind of give a brief overview of what's going on up there so you can be apprised of the situation. Jeremy, go. So it says, um, Canada's Freedom Convoy started when a group of truckers drove from Canada's West Coast to the national capital of Ottawa to protest COVID-19 vaccine mandates for truckers. Over the past few weeks, ordinary Canadians fed up with the pandemic restrictions, some claiming that the mandates cost them their jobs and affected their families also joined the movement. And that was at the tune, uh, you know, they parked on the byways, highways, at the tune of about a, a half a billion dollars a day. It's commerce, right? Com right. Yeah, commerce. Trucking. Freeways, byways, going into, out of Canada, into America, stuff like that. Just, yep. just kind of block traffic. Yep. So just a little nutshell, what's going on there. So Canada basically has vaccine mandates stating if you're going to come into Canada, leave Canada, you have to have a vaccine. Yeah. You have to have the COVID vaccine, right? So they're mandating these these truckers have these vaccines. Maybe they don't want to get them. Right. But the government says you got to get them if you're going to come back into Canada. So it's kind of stifling their livelihood. Mm -hmm. They don't agree with it. doesn't matter. Canada says you have to get it, right? That's a little bit talking about government overreach. Why does the government have a say in what I put in my body, right? Yep. Why do they? Okay. And that's what they're kind of fighting for. Yeah, that's absolutely. What we're talking, that's yep. what we're talking about. I think it's important to remember... Uh, Canada is not America. Nope. They don't have the same rights that we have here in America. The same freedoms. And that's that's kind of the point that I want to make. And circling back to the story that Fitz kind of told about what happened in L.A. and the gal having her, her rights trampled upon by the police officers, we here in America are duly obligated to uphold the Constitution. Every police officer, whichever jurisdiction, state you're in, the main two things you swear to uphold are the the constitution of the state in which you live and the constitution of the United States of America. Yes. Every single police officer in every single jurisdiction swears to uphold those two uh, doctrines. Right. Yes. So when it comes down to here in America, if, if something like that were to happen, then I would fully expect me and my fellow officers to make sure that we are, we have in the forefront of our minds, the constitution of the United States of America, that we're going to uphold that constitution and not infringe upon people's rights. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get swept up in the minutia of like your legislatures. Let's say you live in, in a location that's like fully abiding by these vaccine mandates or these mask mandates. And the leaders come out and say, you, the police, you're going to be our, our strong arm. Now we want you to go out and enforce these mandates. If the mandates are violating people's constitutional rights, who are you, the police officer to go out there and go and violate these rights because your government official has now stated you shall do that. Right. That's that's basically an unlawful order because it's violating the Constitution. And kind of like we talked about last week, that line in the sand, I know I can speak for myself and, and my friends here, that if I were ever given an, a directive or an order from a superior to violate somebody else's constitutional rights, I would absolutely tell them no. Right. And they said, no, we order you. And I'd say, okay, cool. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, if you don't do it, you're going to get fired. Fire me then. Exactly. Because I'd rather get fired and have to go clean out some fucking toilets for 10 bucks an hour than go violate somebody's constitutional rights just because on the say-so of some government official. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. Uh, the funny thing is, though, I, I, you haven't seen that. I hope, I hope that, that people open their eyes and are more aware of what we're talking about right now. And I want to increase that awareness upon anybody that listens to this, you know, I would love for this to get out there and, and, and people could listen to this podcast so they could hear you have a, an obligation 
to uphold the Constitution. You have an obligation, first and foremost, to make sure you're not violating rights. That's what your obligation is as a police officer. Yep. It doesn't matter what your mayor or your governor or the president says. If it's if it's against the Constitution, you have a duty to make sure you don't violate the citizens' rights. Right. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Right? That's what I want to get out there. That's the main point of this entire episode is making sure we understand, and you, if you're not a cop, you understand what our obligations are. We want to make sure that we're upholding your rights. Yeah. Because your rights are also my rights as well. Well, and, and you, we, we have kind of seen it though. If if you remember back at the beginning of the pandemic here in America, there were several videos of, of you know, agencies, smaller agencies across the nation. Where Even bigger agencies. Bigger agencies. Where, we had big, dude, LA. LA, where people would, would go to hang out in a park on a Sunday, on a Saturday, whatever, and hang out. And the police would show up and say, you cannot be within six feet of each other. There's too many of you. You have to leave or we're going to arrest you which is a violation of their constitutional rights. Okay, that's one thing. I Okay, I agree that that's pretty egregious. Uh, is there some basis for that? Because it's like a public thoroughfare and the government is kind of in control of that a little bit. Okay, yeah. But when you've got cops that are sent to somebody's domicile. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, you've got cops that are sent to somebody's home and they're having a party and the cops show up and they say, you are violating the governor's order. You can't have yeah. parties of X amount of people or larger and right. you're not masking. You're in violation of that. You're arrested. Right, and, and that's and not okay. That's what I was trying to get at. Is is, is uh, people would get together privately, you know, wh- whether it's on somebody's house, uh, you know, somebody had some property. People were gathering, mm-hmm. families, whatever, friends to celebrate or whatever. Someone would call in saying, "Hey, we we're in a pandemic." Dude, all and the they use that. Hey, we're in this pandemic, and they thought that it could trump. Hey, just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean you have the right to assemble. Yeah, and so like you said. You know, if it's a public park, if it's a public thoroughfare, that's a different story. But at your home, at your property, if you're having a get together and the cops show up and say, hey, there are too many people here who aren't masking. You're, you're violating the six foot rule. You're violating, you know, too many people gathering in one point. You're under arrest. That's the, that's the part where I'd hope most officers, and I know I would, and I know Fitz and, and Jake, you would say, absolutely, I'm not going to force that. Absolutely not. If you want to fire me, I'm more than happy because this is what I believe in. And I would rather stand for something than kneel for their ideals. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that we had calls come in where, yes. we, where we work. Yes. We have calls where we work. They came in. They're my neighbors. They're, they're having this birthday party in the backyard. Okay. And nobody's masking. There's, there's like 20 of them back there. And it's a very small backyard. They're not six feet apart and they're not masked. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're not going to, and I've told people this yet. Yeah, we're, we're not going to come out there. Yeah. Well, but what about the but what about the pandemic. what about the mayor's mandate in this? Uh, yeah, we're we're not going to come out there. That's no. private property. They can do whatever they want. But but it it doesn't say that in the. Ma- I'm like I I don't care. I'm just gonna I don't care. Bye. Yeah, it's if you if you go out there and you're gonna try to stop people from congregating on their own private property. Yeah, yeah. that's that's absurd. It's absurd. And you heard uh, government officials across the the states state those things. I I remember sp- uh, specifically during. It was Thanksgiving. This past Thanksgiving. In, in 2020 and 2021, both. They're talking like, I remember, and also the 4th of July, they're saying, you know what? If you guys mask, maybe we can get to the point where you oh, guys can yeah. have a barbecue. Fauci. You guys can have a barbecue. If you, guys, if you guys do what we say. Not even that. Hey, you can have a barbecue. The South, the, you know, the South, you're expecting a hurricane. The best way to prepare for a hurricane, get vaccinated. <laughs> <Yes>. Don't get <laughs> together. Yeah. Because Hurricane fucking Irv <sighs> is only going to hit the people who yes. aren't vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, the hurricane will skip. Shit, it's, it's shit like that. The overreach that we've been talking about. Super overreach. It's just like, that's not that's not the police department's over uh, no. purview. It's not our purview. No. Um, and the problem is, a lot of times we as police officers, 
they try to use us as the catch-all. They want us to solve all of the problems. Another good example, and this is kind of off topic a little bit, is like the homeless, right? The the, the problems that a lot of these states and these these bigger cities are having is is homeless, right? And I'm not saying homeless people are the problem, but they want the police to go out there and solve that problem. The thing about it is that's like utilizing a hammer to put in a screw. Yeah. It's just, it's the wrong tool the wrong for the job. Tool. But, and, and, and but they want to use that freaking hammer. Right. But just not, that's not how it works, man. But I know for a fact that across this country, there were several, you want to call them demonstrations, protests, gatherings, whatever you want to call them, uh, during 2020, 2021, where people were fed up with law enforcement, whatever. And all across this nation, cops stood shoulder to shoulder to protect those people's First Amendment rights yes. to freely assemble. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what they were protesting or assembling. It did not matter because, and I know you feel this way, Jake. I feel this way, Fitz. I will die protecting your constitutional rights. Yes, yes, absolutely. Even if you're sitting there screaming, fuck you, fuck the police, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you know, fuck whiskey, you know, fuck the sky, fuck you, whatever it is. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Did I you just say there. whiskey? I mean, I, I don't know. I will literally fight you. Right That's now. fine. I will protect your right to fight me <laughs> if you want to protest whiskey. But, but that, that's what it comes down to is, you know, pandemic, vaccine mandates, whatever it is, the constitution was put here in America, it was put in place to protect our God-given freedoms. Yes. And that's what people, I don't, I don't think so, you know, like you said earlier, a little bit ago, we hear it in school, we, we recited maybe as, as younger in elementary, middle school, we, we recited the constitution, mm-hmm. but you, it doesn't really come into effect until you start seeing where the rubber meets the road yeah. and some of these, you know, constitutional rights being violated. Yeah. And, you, and then you... You know, our neighbors to the north and, and some of these other modern countries, these, you know, they're not, it's not third world. It's not some of these modern civilized countries. They're saying, you don't have the right to say whatever you want. You don't have the right to go wherever you want. You don't have these rights. Mm-hmm. But here in America, we do. A good point that you brought up there is, so you're talking about 2020 and we saw, we saw protests across the nation and the protests that we saw across the nation were protesting police, right? <laughs> police brutality, brutality. And if the, if the protest stayed civil. The cops sat there and they made sure that their, their freedom to yep. congregate and freely assemble was protected. The moment the cops had to intercede is when people started breaking the law. Yeah. Yep. So if people are out there congregating and freely assembling and not breaking the law, the officers will go out there and they will protect your rights. And, and I hope that that's always the way that it will be. Yeah. If people are free and out there and not committing crimes, absolutely I'm going to protect your rights to the day I die. And if I have to die doing it, I will absolutely do that because that's a, that's something I've sworn to do. But the moment that you start breaking the law is when the cops have yes. to intercede. So if you don't break the law while you're, while you're assembling, then absolutely, absolutely, please. I, 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 I wholeheartedly condone everything that you're doing in regards to assembling as long as you do it responsibly. Right. I, I, I love Within it. Within the confines of the, conf- of the constitution. Yes. I and, love it. And, and in reality, that's what, you know, like 99.99% of police work is, is where somebody's called and said, Hey, I believe somebody's violated my rights. Somebody's assaulted me. Somebody's stolen from me. That's what a lot of police work is, is because somebody's rights have been infringed upon in whichever manner, whether it's a, an assault. A, I dare say 100% of 100%. the time. 100%. 100% Granted, you, you, you get those few cases where the guy's like, hey, those goddamn aliens up there, they're circling in their ship. The green lizard people are trying to come get me. You're like, yeah, well, I don't know what you did to piss them off. But the <laughs> but the Galactic Council has deemed you as a threat. Yes. But again, a lot of what we deal with, the, the majority of the crimes and the calls we have to deal with is people calling to report that their rights have been violated, whether it's, you know, the right to, uh, you know, not be in your home and you're right to be punched in the your, face. Your right to life, your right to property, 
Yeah. Right? Your right, your right to liberty. freely move about. Yeah. yeah. Your liberty. So all of those rights that we're there, that's what they're there. We, the police are there to protect. And it seems like in the last couple of years, those, they've, they've, whether it, whoever you want to blame, but it, they've been, it's almost like they've sat there and said, you know, as police officers, you protect the rights, but they've tried to uh, confound it. Kind of muddy the waters. Muddy the waters of saying, you know, yeah, rights, but, but here's, here's what we're really, you know, we really need to focus on mandates, vaccines, whatever. They try to muddy the waters a lot. And I think a lot of people have gotten lost in that. But again, you know, I, you know, I could, you know, with, with a, a fair amount of certainty say the majority of police officers across this great nation are here to protect and uphold the constitution that we've all sworn yes. an oath to protect. Yes. And I think that that's, that's the, that's the point I want to drive home. I don't want people to compare apples to oranges. I don't want people co- to compare what's going on in Canada and how the police are handling it up there. Right. How that's, that's how it's going to be handled here in America right. because it, they have different laws up there. They have different, a different constitution. Absolutely. And because of that, their, their officers are going to be like legally bound to, to do different things right. and mm-hmm. kind of act in a different way here in America. We have the constitution yep. and for anybody who's not a cop, if you look at it, if you want to know how the cops should act, look at the Constitution. Mm-hmm. If the cops are acting in accordance with the Constitution, then you know that's that's peachy. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. And if the cops are acting where it's violating your constitutional rights, then you know they probably stepped out of line. Yeah. And it's funny because when people immigrate to America and they have to go through kind of these teaching, these learnings, these courses to learn what it is to be an American, some of the main points they hit are the Constitution mm-hmm. because that's that's the foundation of this country. That's the foundation. It does not matter who you are, where you've come from, where you were born, how much money you have. This is the Constitution of this country. Yes. Everyone's going to respect it. Even if you aren't a citizen of this country, you're protected. You're still protected yeah. by the Constitution. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're still protected. still protected. If you're an illegal alien in the United States of America, you're still protected by the Constitution of the United well, States of America. I, I looked at the Canadian Constitution in preparation for this episode. There are there are a lot of portions in the Canadian Constitution where it says citizen, not people like ours. Yeah. It says citizen. It says citizen. So <laughs> even some of those rights and, and privileges that they have in Canada are only afforded to citizens. So if you're not a citizen, you're not afforded. If you're vacationing there, you don't that's have the same rights. That's the way that I read it. I didn't read it in depth. I didn't read it but, deep in it as I have our constitution. wouldn't surprise me. But if a Canadian me. comes to America and is driving around and I stop them, I still have to abide exactly myself. Remembering the Constitution said these are the limits yep. I have. Regardless of who they are. Regardless of where they are, where they're yep. from. They could be fucking 10 minutes from the border into the United States, and I still have to respect the Constitution. Exactly. They're still protected by yes. our Constitution. Yes. That is exactly the point that I want to make. I want to. I want everybody to understand that we, the police of the United States of America, even it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter if I'm in California, New York, Florida, Texas. We have. Well, Florida is a different goddamn beast. <laughs> Hold on. A different goddamn beast. Well, I love, I love Florida and I yeah. love the people down there. It's awesome. The alligators rule. The alligators. Yes. Um, but we have that duty obligation and I, and I love the constitution because of it. I love that we had such foresight. Our founders had such foresight to be able to write such an incredible document that would protect your rights even here in 2022. You know, pretty phenomenal. They were able to write such a document that was like still in effect today and still has the teeth that it has and still protects the people that the way that it does. It's phenomenal. 160, 70, 80 years, uh, some odd later. Yeah. It's still, it still is relevant. 1775, 1776. Yeah. We're like 200. Yeah. We're going on like 250 ish years, bro. You were already I, off by a century. It's all good. It's I all didn't good. say it was definite. <laughs> hey, the Constitution protects me from you fuckers. Knock you know, it off. Like, like 20 plus years ago when the Constitution was written. <laughs> 
it's okay, bro. Cut that part out. No, you don't, hell no. You don't. So, uh, 1976. You know, to, whatever. To 17, to, yeah, 1776 to, to 1976. That's 200 years. That's 200 years. Okay. And we're in 2020. This next segment on the podcast we're going to talk about is a fun little game we're going to play. Our Fitzy boy, our resident Polly slash Chiny. Chinese over here. Slash Chinese people. I just count him as a slash. I don't know what you're talking about. He just a god dang slash. <laughs> so, our boy over here, although growing up around white folk, he's gonna. We're gonna play a little game. It's called The Price Is White. <laughs> and our boy Fitzy's gonna see if he understands some of this lingo coming from them white nations over here. Yep, yep, yep. So Jeremy, our resident. Trailer Park Boy. Redneck. Yes, sir. Is going to give us some white slang. We're going to see if Fitzy understands what it means. Go. Okay. Uh, You ready, Fitz? Yes, sir. So I'm going to spell a word out, and I want you to say it and use it in the appropriate context. Wait, you said I have to spell it? There's a spelling No, he's going to say it and spell it, and you have to use it in the appropriate context. Oh, I got you. Yes. Okay. The word I'm thinking right now, A-C-N-E. Acne. And use it in the appropriate context, please. Like all those teenage boys have acne. It's a verb and a noun concerning a male's person's behavior and the result of that behavior. And again, here's an example. What? Once again, we took him to a fancy restaurant and he didn't know how to acne and made a fool of himself. <laughs> he didn't know how to acne made a fool of him got dang self. He didn't know how to acne made a fool of himself. <laughs> acne. I feel like this is rigged. Okay. This is a rigged test. Next word. Next word. A C Q U I R E. Acquire. Okay. And the appropriate context? I came here to acquire a backpack. Wrong. It's a noun. A group of singers, especially those who perform during religious ceremonies. She sings so party, she should join the choir. <laughs> Wrong again, baby. Wrong again. <laughs> You ready for this one? You should you get this one. You don't know why based, based on your profession, you should get this one. Oh, geez. Okay. okay, hit me with it. The word is A-C-Q-U-I-T. Acquit. Okay, in the appropriate context. He was acquitted of all charges. <laughs> Wrong. It's a noun and a verb. A personal declaration of resignation from an assigned task. You ain't firing me because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Absolutely. Again. I use, that, I use that in the proper context all the time. Hell yes, brother. <laughs> oh my gosh. Again, this one. I was wrong with you, boy. Bye, I quit. <laughs> boy, I quit. Bye, I quit, man. Again, one of the ones would be European. Hey, knock it off. European on my boots. Exactly. So here's this one uh, from, from 2020. A-C-T-I-V-I-S-T. Activist. Proper context. I am a social activist. justice. I am a BLM activist. Okay. I am the BLM activist. <clears throat> Wrong. Hashtag ACAB. It's a verb. No, it's not. Okay. It's a verb, bro. To, be, to behave in a certain manner, particularly one based on another reality. She seduced me into signing that petition, and now she activists. She don't know me. <laughs> she activists. She don't know me. That's a good one. That's a good one. You okay. white people are wild. Another one. A D E Q U A T E. Adequate. And the proper context? Apparently, I do not have an adequate amount of information regarding white people. Well, what you said is correct, but the context is wrong. <laughs> it's a noun and a verb. 
functional, to have acted with the intention of terminating one's condition of employment. I'd have quit if they hadn't given me a raise. <laughs> I feel like you're using these words. You don't actually know how to use them properly. Goddamn boy, I tell you what. <laughs> the spelling is A-F-A-R. Afar. And the proper context. I'm trying to think like a white person now. No, you, you, it's, a you noun. It it's a noun. I didn't even give you an answer yet. You're wrong. <laughs> it's too long you on the update. No, you're wrong. It's a noun. An object in the state of combustion. There's no sense being this cold. That's built a fire. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I got one for you. I got one for you. Okay. <laughs> the spelling is A F F O R D. And an automobile manufactured by the motor company that produced the Model T. If I had the money for a car, I'd want to buy an Ford. <laughs> what am I, 0 for 9? Overnight yep. on this? Yeah. So apparently you don't know why. Don't know why. <sighs> oh, I got one for you. Goodness. All right. Here you go. A L A S K A. Alaska. Alaska. Where them bears be. No. It's a noun and a verb. To resolve to make an inquiry. I'll ask it one more time. There you See? go. Got him. I'm learning about white people. If I want to know where to find a polar bear, I'll ask you one more time. Do I get a half a point for that one? I'll allow it. <laughs> it is allowed. It has half a point out half of a point. 20 total. Out of a f- <laughs> fucking million, he's got a half go. a point. You're at a failing that, grade still. That doesn't mean that I don't know white people. You that doesn't mean that I don't people. know rednecks. No, you don't know white people. I feel like that was an unfair test of mine. Nope, you fail. Them is my people. The game is about white people, not rednecks. And go. Right. Don't get what me. is the white man's favorite condiment? Go. White man's favorite condiment is hot yep. sauce. Negative. Yes, it is. Nope. You bitches nope. put white. You guys nope. put hot sauce on everything. Nope. White, yes. man's, white man's favorite condiment? Hold on. We'll say it. I, I'm going to say one, two, three. Oh, you three, guys are going to get this. Okay. Guys aren't gonna one, get two, three, mayonnaise. Mayo. Yep, mayo. Bullshit. Yep. It's mayo. So that right there wraps up the Price is White. Thanks a lot, Fitz, for playing along. It shows us how much you truly know about white people. That, that was redneck. Yeah, next. rednecks. But regardless... That's a that's a subset of the whites, right? Okay, cool. Um, thanks a lot for that. Jeremy actually has tons of uh, knowledge about that. So thank you, Jeremy, for sharing your true knowledge about the uh, the topic of that and the way you grew up in your double wide. <laughs> now we're going to move on to what is our savage of the week. Savage of the week. The savages. We have multiple savages. Noise. I like multiples. Let's make them. <laughs> Math is my thing. So this is being reported by numerous um, outlets right now across the, the country and across the world, actually, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine going on right now. So there's an island out in the Black Sea called Snake Island. And on Snake Island, Ukraine has 13 border agents out there. I don't know. I don't think that they're military. Um, I'm, I'm imagining that there's something like our border patrol. Okay. But the videos and stuff that they have come out, they're kind of in like military gear. They've got helmets and flak jackets and stuff like that. So they could be a branch of the military. Anyways, what happens is a Russian warship rolls up and identifies itself as a Russian warship and demands that the Ukrainians um, on the island surrender or else they'll open fire. And there's a there's an audio exchange that, that's been recorded. And I think it's out on Twitter that the Ukrainians are recording and, and kind of. They put out on their Twitter account, whatever, whoever the guy was, says, this is the Russian warship. I repeat, I suggest you surrender your weapons and capitulate. Otherwise, I will open fire to you, copy. And the response from the Ukrainians, pretty much they tell the Russians to go fuck themselves. 
And there's a little bit of conversation back and forth between the guards that are there, and, and they're saying stuff like, you know, this is it. Uh, one of them who's running the radio sounds like he's saying he's asking the other his other comrades if he should tell them to go fuck themselves. And so some of the other guys are like, yeah, just in case. And so they turn the, the volume up on the on their communication radio, uh-huh. and uh, their their response just says Russian warship, go fuck yourself. And then within I think it's like within a matter of moments, the Russian warship just starts bombarding the entire 42 acre island. Um, all 13 of the guards died. Can I ask you a award. question? Yeah. You can ask Let's me. Let's say your country, America. You're on like a little 42 square mile island or wherever it is. Say 42 square mile? 42, 42 acre. 42. That's yeah. teeny, bro. Yeah. That's yeah, teeny. Pictures, if you, so if you can, you can look the story up. It has aerial pictures of the island and everything like that. It's, right. it's really small. So 42 acre island. You just like, let's say for some reason you're, you're set out there by your country. On the Fed, you're working for the feds, whatever the case it is. And an enemy ship comes along and says, Surrender, capitulate, or else we're gonna blow you up. And you w- would you take the tact of saying, "Eh, go fuck yourself," or would you say, uh, "All right, you know, we'll 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 play along. Do you know we'll we'll go with you guys? Are you gonna are you gonna capitulate, or are you gonna tell them to go fuck themselves?" I I would choose the latter. Um, so in in the Marine Corps, we have articles of war and, and the different um, things like that. And one of the things that we're that we're taught is that we, at least in the Marine Corps, it's very much indoctrinated that we don't surrender. You know, you don't surrender unless there's absolutely no other option to fight back. Surrender. Did, they, did they have an option? They have. Oh, sure. They, they had, had an mean, option. They yeah, absolutely. You could shoot at a warship. You're not going to do much damage. But for the for the symbol for the the symbolism in and of itself, thirteen. 13, for lack of a better term, 13 guards or soldiers, you know, standing up so for a warship. So did they have another option? Yeah. What was the other option? Hold on. And you, you kind of equated it to, you know, Fitz, and he's talking about his, his service. So there's a saying, Marines don't die. They just what? We just regroup in hell. Go to hell and regroup. So surrender? Hell no. Yeah. I, you know, and for me, if I'm an American or a Ukrainian and the a, a Russian... Because honestly, if if I'm a Ukrainian and the Russian warship pulls up and says, "Hey, fucking bow down," hey, go fuck you. Even if I bow, what, what are they going to do? Put me in some sort of prison? They're going to probably fucking kill me anyways, right? Yeah. So I'd rather go out on my feet than on my knees. There's a saying, and I love this quote. The quote says, "I'd rather live like a lion than die like a pussy." <laughs> Groovy. We appreciate you guys tuning in to the Domesticated Savages podcast, our episode number 11. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys will visit our pages on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Go to our website, domesticatedsavages.com. Become members there. Share it. Like it. Subscribe. Always remember, stay savage. Yeah. And share the Instagram so we can get the 300 followers so Jake can get a mani-pedi. <laughs> Turn the page, baby. <laughs>